Hi, this is Al Fuentes. Welcome to the Self-Empowerment Experience. Join me and my guests on a journey of their stories of their lives and how they have found themselves, found empowerment through everyday life. It's inspiring, it's uplifting, it's exciting. People from all walks of life come on the program to share their tools, their resources, their insights, so that you may benefit from them. Thank you for stopping by and tuning in. So welcome to the self-empowerment experience podcast. We're doing a little different today because it's going to be Zoom. I'm with a dear friend and client, Brent Yates, and I'm really excited to have him on. We've known each other for 11, 10, 11 plus years, I, I believe, 2009, and um, it's just been an amazing ride and an amazing experience for us to spend this much time together, have this much history, uh, this much ex- just really cool stories. And so I wanted to have him on today to talk about his experiences, his growth, and where he's at. And, um, you know, as we get started, Brent, one of the things that I remember most um, is really giving me a hard time about my look, making sure I'm always clean shaven, making sure that, <laughs> making sure that you know, I'm always presentable. <laughs> And uh, so, uh, you know, I make sure I do that. And uh, here we are, backwards hat and uh, nice. Uh, you got the Brett Favre look going on. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I think uh, 15, 20 years ago, it would all blended in. But now it's it's pretty gray and it kind of stands out. But I think with COVID and, you know, I had a surgery uh, a month ago. And, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not out as much. I don't have to impress as many people or try to. And I think it's <laughs> a cool place for you and I to be because when we're together, like, I'm in a ragged shirt and you're always unshaven and looking unruly. And <laughs> I do give you a hard time for that because I really do dig your professional look. And, uh, but, 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 you know, this is the way we show up. We go to work like this. We work out like this. We interact on beaches like this. And I feel most comfortable just as I am. Uh, so 95% of the time it, it is like this today for me. So, so I'm, I'm really honored to be here as well. Um, it's been a long time coming. I, I remember uh, whatever years ago that was, you said 11, 12, uh, Al was mentoring a, uh, a wrestler at Arizona and I, I, I watched their interaction and I, and I know the guy wrote about Al in a book and I thought, you know, uh, know that I was not at that place and, and, and yet I never thought I would be there. And so today's kind of a, uh, a new level for me just to want to wanna get out and share and uh, not just my story, but how I hope it impacts you today based on the journey that Al and I have had together and, and know that uh, we're going to a lot higher levels. And uh, that's what inspires me. And I just got goosebumps uh, to talk to Al today and, and, and really confirm what he's meant to my life. And, and so pleasure to be here, Al. And uh, you're looking quite dapper. I'm glad the image meets my, uh, my expectations. For the <laughs> Well, you're welcome. Um, speaking of images, I, I remember going way back um, when we first met. We met at a football game. Actually, we, we crossed paths. And um, and then the next thing we did is we, we kind of went to the yard house and had some lunch. And you had some important questions for me about my systems, my processes, my belief systems. Um, and you were you were going through a pretty tough time. <clears throat> Is that where you want to start? You want to take us back there today or where, where do you want to go with this? Yeah, I, I think to connect the path in, in the journey, you know, it's a quick 12 years ago and where I was at and the pain I was in. And uh, when I met you, it was at a football game. I was with my cousin and uh, uh, you were there and you were introduced and you looked at me kind of awkward. Uh, I assume you saw me in pain of which I was always trying to cover up the pain. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of called me out. You, you said, hey, I'm out. And I said, hey, I'm Brent. It was, you know, the normal stuff. But you said, how you doing? I was like, who is this guy in my mind? And, and, and I probably didn't answer. And obviously, I laughed and covered it up. You gave me a card and said, hey, you know, this is what I do. And if you ever, if you ever need anything, give me a call. So I don't know how long it was uh, after that when I called you. Uh, 
but it, but it stuck in my mind that you recognized where I was at. And uh, for somebody to do that, I think that's always important um, because, you know, we're, we are in pain and we do try to hide it. But if somebody can recognize it and want to help you, um, most people kind of avoid pain and drama in those situations. But obviously, obviously, it's been your journey, your lifelong mission is to help others where, you know, I hope today does this. But but where I was at uh, 10, 11 years ago uh, was was a, a sad story that didn't need to be. But I didn't know how to deal internally with emotion and uh, at that point of bad marriage and going through a divorce and some lawsuits. And, you know, I had everything in my life. I, 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 my baseline was was uh, Christianity. Uh, God was in my life, but I wasn't seeking him at a high level. Um, and I was unhappy and I had everything that the world could give me, but I didn't have those intangibles that we're talking about today that you can have and you may can make them tangible, but I didn't have them. I didn't seek them. I wasn't looking to go higher. I was pretty good with where I was at other than I was unhappy, uh, but it took a toll on me, the unhappiness, the grind, the trying to get on top of this earth, the things that come at us daily that, you know, we, we try to avoid, but we can't because it is our world. And for the most part, it is unhappy until awoken, we are unhappy or until we find peace through God, through spirituality, you call it what you want, the source. Uh, but my source is Jesus Christ and it always has been, but I wasn't seeking him and I didn't know how to connect at a higher level. And so when I went down the path of illness, of um, I was on crutches for almost a year, I had MRSA, uh, convulsions. I didn't think, this was at 48 years old, I didn't think I'd make it to 50 years old. So I thought I was close to the end of my life, the way I felt, right? I didn't know what that felt like, but if, if this is what it felt like, that's where I was at. So I was seeking, I didn't wanna die. I felt like I hadn't done on this planet what I was put here to do. Um, I knew I hadn't done a great job with my children. I knew my marriage, like I blew it. And with the advantages that I've had in my life from, I, I could tell you that I've had all advantages and I won't go into detail. How did I blow this? The most important thing to a man is, is his family. And I've lost community when I went through the divorce when I, before I met you. Um, I lost my church, lost people, uh, obviously lost my wife. I lost the confidence that I had instilled in my children that they had a foundation that I would help them through life is, you know, one of the most important things we're supposed to do as, as people, as fathers, is that. Um, you're, you're, you are that foundation. You are their boost into this world before they, before they fly. So I had lost the things that mattered to me. And in my moments of, you know, how did you do this? I couldn't figure it out. So I should have been happy. I should have been different. But I, I knew that what I knew was I needed something different. What I didn't know is what it was, because here I am at 48, like I should have some things figured out, but I really didn't. So as I opened my mind to, I will find a different way because I've always been competitive. So I challenged myself through prayer, through my own mindset, even though weak at times, I, I knew that I was going to find a different way. But what I didn't know is how it was going to come to me. And when I think when we're all in that place of how do we get there, uh, what does that look like? That's the place where you, you know, it, it comes to you. As long as your mind is open, as long as you go to prayer, and as long as you admit that, hey, I, I got some issues here versus just plowing through this life with all that pain and struggle that you have inside, I think you have a chance. And, and I, I hope if you hear anything today, it is you have to open your mind up to change, which can be very, very difficult. Ego gets in the way. I've had a successful business career. Uh, successes in, in sports. And, you know, I had some things going on, but truly I had nothing going on because I haven't got, hadn't gotten past myself. And everything you've heard me say is me, me. And, and truly, I think as we get on uh, through this podcast, it's going to be about what we find when we let go of this and we let go of what the construct of what we thought we were. Um, and, and, and I think that's, that's where we're headed today. So, you know, I, when I met Al, had no idea who I was, what he did, didn't know anything about people like Al, that people can help help you through this life and enlighten you and, and love you and show you how to love others. And so he gave me a diary. We met a couple of times and, you know, I was hearing half of it. You know, it's like when the water's cold, and you know, you want to go in, but it's cold. and You're like, ah, 
And it's like any other change in your life. You really want it, but you don't want it bad enough until you really get in and go, okay, that's not that bad. And, you know, it starts to peel. But uh, the, the, the things that Al gave me were like, you know, uh, in my notes, and I look back at them today, it was love and compassion, love for myself and others. All right, that's, that's all new for me, right? Sort of, uh, but, but to write it down and write it down every day. And then how am I going to make someone's day today? So my first two notes were love, love for myself and others. And how am I going to make someone's day today? And when you live your life like that, that, that was a great start for me. And that's a great starting point for anybody in trying to figure out how do you get past yourself? Because this pain is your own pain. And with, when you deal with it, like it's yours, but how do I get out from it? How do I deal with it differently? And, and, and it's until you figure those tools out, until you get those tools, you have no idea. So more than Al came into my life and, and what, what I heard from that through God was, as I reflect was God put churches in my life. He put communities in my life. He put men of, of faith, of integrity in my life. Like, like there's a pyramid of people, like there are hundreds of people that God put in my life when I opened myself back up to finding that connection with him that I couldn't have imagined, nor could have I imagined that I needed because I still had that ego that, you know, I'll figure this out. Well, I didn't figure any of it out. Those that came around me figured it out for me. I am the weakest guy on the planet, but God said, I can make you strong through others, through putting mentors in your life, through putting Al in my life and reconnecting with, with me, the source, the, the source that provides all for us. So uh, thankful, absolutely. Was it a process and a painful one? And it took time. It wasn't overnight. Al and I have figured have worked together uh, he said 12 years. Let's just go with every week for 12 years and let's go with many hours sometimes in a week. And we've taken many trips together. And I, I hope we get into some of the little trips we've taken together. One, two day trips of Al. You can imagine you can probably get enough with him in an hour. I got to spend days with Al. And that's where the banner comes back and forth. But, but the love and respect uh, through the journey, like, like I don't have another brother like Al on the planet. I uh, wasn't born with a brother. Um, I have many now, but Al has taken a special uh, interest in me. Uh, and I hope he um, I hope he has some gratification with what he sees today. And and I, and I want to go back and I'm going to flip it back to you, Al, with where I'm, you know, I'm really just grateful because I had no idea. And I looked at it many times that I get to this level where I had the confidence and the maturity and the wisdom and experience to share and add value on some level. I don't know where it's at, but we always know we're going higher, but there is a level that was reached today that I'm real proud of. And thank you for uh, getting me here, yeah. helping getting me here. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm really honored by your words. And also there's some really cool wisdom in there. And the biggest thing you said was just open up. And for people who are listening, you, we all have our own ways of doing that. And, and the foundation of God in your life, a couple of things that, that you said is you had God, but you didn't have God is essentially what you said. It's like you had him, but you weren't really connected. And, and we talk about often our phrase is kind of going and meeting God where he's at. That's, that's one of the things we talk about because I think a lot of people will, will have whatever faith it is, you know, whatever religion, whatever belief, whatever structure they have, but are they going where it's at? Are they raising their vibration and, and meeting it where it's at? And for you, that was one of the bigger differences because you had things, you had a life, and, and you said you had it all, but you didn't have anything, <laughs> you know? Um, and so watching that, especially that early on process, seeing you really start to love on yourself and really realizing that the world was bigger than this, this, this kind of space that you were in and then starting to reach out. Uh, those early days were, were, were pretty amazing uh, when it came to that and, and a lot of the self-realizations. And I remember all those. And I think there was times in the beginning where you would look at me and go, I'm pretty sure you just need to leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you bothering me? I the looks here. I got in the beginning. I still get the looks today, but the looks I got in the beginning when I would say certain things and you, you just thought, I couldn't imagine what you thought, but it was kind of fun. Um, oh, I, and I told you, you knew exactly what I was thinking. That was the beauty of it all. So you knew how that, how to maneuver me, but yeah, please go. 
Yeah, but you, you watching you open up in those early years and loving yourself, love and compassion for others, realizing the world is bigger than you, working on this connection and pulling God in. Where do you feel like some of the bigger turning points early on were for you? Yeah, I, I, I think some of the turning points were the realization, and I said it before, were that was that as I opened up, God sent more. And not just from a spiritual level or from a mentorship level, but as I began to come out of self and give, that's when I saw, uh, you know, love and compassion, make someone's day. Those were turning points for me and they're huge and they're still huge today. Ones that if I go back to the beginning of my notes are there, they're not in my notes today. And I think, you know, where I'm at today and, you know, I've had a, a month into surgery and uh, a month to prepare for surgery and, and I had a, a, a shoulder injury and, you know, I knew, I knew I needed to come back to ground level because I was going so fast and all those little lessons, even though they're little, they're very, very, very important. So, you know, I go back to those and I know that that was a big change for me because I got out of self. I got out of, okay, I have pain, but can I show value to someone else that maybe turned out to be, I thought I was adding value to them they added value to me in that interaction. So that was a turning point when I first saw those little things, when I would, you know, smile at someone or open a door for someone. And at that time, smiles were a big effort for me. I was still unhappy, still, and now even a little more uncomfortable because I was kind of having to share about me and having to expose all the injury and the, and the pain inside and, and, and show weakness. And for a man, that that's quite difficult. So uh, I would say those, those are the big ones. I think yeah, I think within the first year, you took me uh, to California. It might have been the second year. You know, I know Are you you're talking about your the best road trip of your life. Is that what you're? Well, no, no, it wasn't that one, which was the worst three days of my life with any person on the planet. But <laughs> this particular road trip to California, I didn't know. You know, I I was thinking, all right, we're going to go work out, which we always do. We, it's mind, body, and soul. It's the whole gig without. Like it's not it's not one, it's not the other. And if one's out of alignment, I will tell you here today, and it took a long time to figure it out. Like, like nothing's in alignment. You, you have to work daily right here, right here. And, and on this and protect this, protect this house. It's not no pain, no gain. It's not do it, just do it. And, and, and I think that's a big problem with our society today. Those people have the influence, those big names out there have that influence. And truly it is, this is a gift. And when you realize that this is a gift all the way through and that you've been given this gift and protect it, and I'm still learning that, right? Because I want to go a thousand miles an hour on this planet. And that helps me to balance. And, you know, we get in the gym and I, I watch what he does. He always watches what I do, actually. And then I find myself going, is Al going to work out today? And then it turns to everybody's watching Al. Al does some of the craziest stuff in a gym that anybody will ever see. And they're all like, who is this freak? But it's a freak in a very respectful way. Uh, <laughs> and I try not to watch him too much because I try to stay in my own gig. But uh, he's, he can really do it in the gym. But um, the secret, though, to that is, yeah. is I only am doing anything when you're looking. As soon as you're not looking, I'm, I'm just filling out. <laughs> That's totally true, 100 percent, because I've watched. But uh, I think it was one of the second trips to uh, to the beach in California that um, why I, I remember the day. I remember where I was sitting and I remember um, really letting go for the first time in my life and getting connected at a level that. I had never been connected, nor did I know existed, because until you get up that path a little bit, uh, you just don't know. You're hoping, you have faith that it can be different, uh, but until you experience it, it's really hard to continue down the path, because, you know, if you hit a single and you want to hit a double, until you hit that single, you know, you usually don't hit that double, and so it's, it's, it's a process, but one where you need, you need a little bit of success, so I think this trip was about you know, finding and showing that people are in maybe in a little worse shape than I was because I thought I, it, I thought I was it. I thought I was the baggage. I thought, you know, I got to be, you know, I need a lot of help, which I did. But we went to the beach, had a, an amazing couple of days of, of self-reflection, of giving up a lot of my baggage and of really getting connected for the first time on a higher level. And part of that process was going to the beach. And actually, when I say going to the beach, it wasn't shirtless. It was shirts, shorts, you know, backpacks with food and water. Um, it was hot. 
you, you know, sand is not the most pleasant place to be in the sun. Uh, but I think he took me out in the middle of the day, typically, just to make me feel some misery. As I'm bringing, you know, lifelines to people on the beach, and so in reflection today, you know, well, I, I will re I will put it in the moment, and then I'll reflect on that a little bit, uh, how I see that today. But people under bridges, people under palm trees, um, the interactions. Like I didn't interact with anyone unless they had value for me, from an economic standpoint, from a relationship standpoint at some level that I saw as high. Like people on the street, I had nothing to do with. Pe normal people, probably not very or little eye contact, no engagement whatsoever for the most part. And Al took me to the baseline. He took me really close to the water uh, on the edge of the sand, which is kind of almost on the edge of the earth. It's, it's one step from like, no one visits you in the water, right? It's like, it's your own place. It's, it's one step from, uh, a place that none of us want to go. And, and that's a bit of the reflection. But as I interacted with these people that uh, didn't want to be interacted with, even though I brought gifts, it was, it was, I, I don't know if Al expected what I saw, but it was, it was kind of painful. I felt their pain. I saw the misery that they were in. They thought I was an FBI informant. They thought I was MMA. They thought I was coming to, you know, disrupt their world. And that's why they're on the beach. That's why they are sitting under a bridge or under a pier. They have disconnected from relationships. They've disconnected the pain and just said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going I'm to go find a palm tree. I'm going to sit there. And, I, and I'll bet if they pray, they pray that no one gets in their space. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting in these people's space. And I, I mean, I almost got my butt kicked a couple of different times. And I didn't expect and all, and all you were trying to do was offer water and burritos. Yeah, didn't expect that whatsoever. So that interaction, you know, in, in reflection today and, and, and in reflection to my own life, where I was at a place in my own life in, in that same time period before I met out where, you know, I stepped over the edge and went, you know, I was looking for some piece that in my mind, like it went to a really far off place and I found peace there and I stepped back because it startled me, you know, and it scared me and thank God it did. And God knew that there was more in my life that there was going to be a lot of pain to find it. But in reflection to the guys on the beach, we are all one step in our, in our lowest moment from going to the beach. And if we have some support from family, friends, we might not end up in the beach, but inside our own homes, we're on the beach because we don't want to interact. We don't want to repair. We don't want to go through the pain and the suffering of reliving some experiences in our life that has kind of got us into the place we are with um, no spirituality, uh, just kind of reserved. But those people on the beach are are literally, you know, they're in our homes. They're they're all around us on people that no longer are connected to our society. So that was a big one for me, uh, that whole four or five days. And when we didn't go on the beach, it was, you know, I was encouraging me to make eye contact with everyone and, and giving them a smile, giving them love from a distance. I've never done that in my life. And, and, and these are some of the important first steps that you took. Me through. Yeah. You also, I have an amazing picture. You have it too, uh, of you climbing a rope that day. That was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really metaphorical for the new heights because that wasn't something that wasn't part of your norm. It, just getting on that road, climbing up the beach. And, and, and there was young kids were doing it. Sure. But nobody at the level that you were. And, and I felt that empowerment in you and that life in you, as you feel like, okay, I've got a lot more than I've allowed myself, even on like a health or a physical level too. And that was a pretty cool moment. And that picture is still one of my favorite pictures. Yeah. I see it clearly. And it was a moment for me. Uh, in, in, in that, and it might've been a different trip, uh, to, to the ocean, but, um, um, I felt like a kid again, you know, I, I had given all this, most of the stuff up at the point where we got, you know, I got that energy. I got that connection. I, I mean, I was ready to go. And, uh, so I think when an athlete gets in the now and, and, and brings it all together, that's when they perform. Al had brought me to that place where I was like, okay, let's go. Like I was on fire, uh, spiritually, uh, physically, I'd worked very hard, mind, body, and soul. And I was, I was in a place of 
you know, put it in front of me, I'm going to go get it. And, and that just wasn't physically. That was, you know, when that clicked off, I went right to, you know, walking down the street and saying hello to whomever and, and, and trying to have a conversation. And for me, that was so far out of the box. Yeah. So that was an important time for me. And, and that leads into something that we had talked about, um, the impact of bringing this spirit into you, bringing this energy, bringing God into you, first going and getting it where it's at, pulling it down into you. And then as you share, just being, not trying to help or not coaching or not any, just your everyday beingness. There's a, there was a beautiful story of a, of a concert you, you talked about um, a long time ago um, where it was just that. You, yeah. you go from learning how to just actually say hi to people to evolving into it now just becoming your way of being. And then you're at this concert. I think it's at Red Rocks, if I remember correctly, vaguely. Mm. Could have been so. Who knows? Yeah, right. It's a long time. It was a story from yeah. a while ago. So I'm, I'm just pulling back the best I can. But the, the, the girl that you just held, you were just there. Can you, yeah. can you share a little bit about how that translates into? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I think this whole path and journey is, 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 is getting out of the construct of who you are, who, who you think you are, uh, the image of what you think others have of you, you, you become or you try to become. And, and many times it's unattainable. And I, and I think through this process, you know, I've learned to just be good with me not so much on how others see me, but learn to just connect, you know, with, with hopefully the goodness uh, in, in me and what I've found. But until you go out and try it and, and really put yourself out there, you don't really know. And this was one of those moments where uh, someone that, you know, I was a single guy, but uh, wasn't, she wasn't attracted to me. I wasn't attracted to her. Uh, it, it was just one of those moments that in my past life, I would have never helped this woman. And I won't go into the detail of how I helped her, but I saw from her the same thing that, you know, I gave her, she's like, why is this guy helping me? And I felt a, a connection from someone that, that I really had not felt ever before from a, okay, I, I, I gave of myself in a situation that I never would have ever in my life in public, in front of, you know, there's a lot of people at a concert that are looking around that are, you know, doing whatever, but, but I really put it out there and, you know, it was out there to be stepped on. And, and I think that's another one of those steps in, in this process that I learned that day. Yeah. And it is a beautiful, I mean, really that's the best you can describe it because the magic is of that moment that, you know, I can feel and you, you originally mentioned to me, it's really indescribable, but for you guys to be able to see each other and to connect on that level without anything but just that pure love and, and without anything covering it up, you know, and no intentions and no weird, like, you know, trying to get something out of it. It was, it's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. So with all that, where, where do you want to go? There, there's, yeah. there's Christy, there's health, there's business, there's, there's so many different things that are big in, in, in your journey, yeah. your own teachings and awakenings. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we want to go higher. I think, you know, where I'm at today, you know, I, I got married to an amazing lady three years ago and, and through her, I, I got to see things that, that, that I didn't have. And, and she has a strength of character that, um, that that uh, requires me to be stronger. Um, you know, if I want to stay in the game with her and I want to go higher, like like she helps me to do that. And I think in any partner, uh, even before I met Christina, you know, I was always working throughout to to get bigger, to see different, to think of myself differently, and to attract what I wanted. And I think I think whether that's business or in our personal life. Uh, if you have a low self-esteem or you're not high in energy or you're not connected spiritually, I mean, you are going to attract where you're at. And I always wanted to, when people say now, you know, you, you know, the old sayings of, you know, you, you, you outkicked your coverage. I absolutely outkicked my coverage with Christina. And uh, I couldn't have done that had I not been on this journey because I would have, you know, it's not what I would have attracted in the qualities that I see in her. Um, um, like I didn't know they were they were out there. I didn't know they were available. I didn't know they existed. 
and I'm just really grateful that um, God put her in my path. And, and, and without this transformation of, 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 you know, really connecting to self and, and to God and to what the things that were important, she got to see some of that in me. And she saw some of my other stuff too that, that isn't as attractive. But what she saw in me gave her hope for the future. And, you know, I just want to meet those goals every day for her, for my family, um, for the people around me that I get to connect with. You know, once, once this giving, once this interaction with people, um, you have some value. Once you, once you learn some of your values uh, at, a, at a different level and you start to give and you see people in need, I mean, that's really where we're all headed. That's why we're put on this planet. It's the purpose. Um, it's the why. It's the purpose. You know, you read all kinds of books about what that looks like. But for me, um, giving, uh, whether it's financially, whether it's through our foundation that, you know, I never would have started, but that's a whole nother level of giving that I've been blessed to do. But it's that, you know, it's, it's, it's not the material things that I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's my knowledge. It's my, it's my now, my know-how, it's my being of how to help someone in their struggles before they hit the beach. Uh, how do they, how, you know, what can I give them to move them along? And I, you know, I, that's where I get most of my gratitude today is, is helping someone. And, and, and many times they're not really asking for help. And many times you just give them some tools because you see something, but you try to keep it like neutral. And then you figure out, hey, there's some pain. And uh, through that process, you learn and you grow and develop and, you know, never be at the level of Al. And Al does this daily and better than, you know, any book you can read. Uh, but I have many, many sources and Al has, you know, many, many clients on other levels. And, you know, I think things come at you uh, when you're open and Al has opened me up. But the things I get to share today, that's I want that to go to a whole nother level. I give a lot of talks. I, I, I have a companies that I get to interact with, but I'm sharing self-improvement. I'm sharing a better way to live. And I'm sharing from experience because the pain that I was in, I thought I was going to die at 50. I don't, I don't want people to go through. And if there's value for us as a, as, 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 as mankind, like we've got to help one another, we've got to be about one another. And you know, that's, what's going to keep our world, our country moving forward and where we're at today you know, what, what can we do? Well, I have some tools for today, you know, tools I didn't have before. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I, you know, I, w I want to sit at the next table higher and that's, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And, it, and it's really cool. And this is something that you had um, brought up before. It's like you, you were on this beach, whether you realized it or not, you've seen other people on the beach and that's survival and that shift from survival to helpful for you, that's really what you're talking about is because yeah. when you're in survival, you can't help anyone else. You're, you're just barely making it. And, and, and it's a really cool shift to realize what we can be, not only for ourselves, because, you know, that's that's where it starts. And then how does that look as you share yourself with the world? Yeah, well, the, exactly. Thriving versus surviving. Um, uh, I am absolutely thriving. Um, but I think, you know, the cool thing is as you're on this journey and I, and I never want to get off, right? There's always another high, higher level to go to, but I'll reflect, I'll reflect in a few days on our conversation today. And there'll be things in a few days that I would have changed about our conversation. And I think if you're not having those thoughts, then you're not going higher. I'll think about a thought I had a week ago, two weeks ago, or a conversation or a meeting and how I could have done it better and how today I know I could do it better. And that's because we're on this journey and it's not a, you know, all out sprint. It's mindful. It's diligent. It, it's smart work. Um, it's timely work. Uh, and, and, and the beautiful thing is, and I hope you all hear this, it will come to you when you open your mind to it. And when you do that, the whole world begins to change for the better. Yeah. And, and I, I really want to tap into the intensity in a beautiful way. You have such a great intensity about you. And I tell people this all the time. It's, it's healthy to have intensity while you're growing and while you're connecting. It's not this passive or casual thing. 
If you want to go meet God or go get this higher vibration, this connection, it takes some of that intensity and even a little bit of positive attitude. Like, no, I'm nothing's going to stop me today. I'm, I'm going to go get this today. And I, oh, I know I can continue to grow. Or, oh, I know this next level. Um, I know personally, especially you, you, you as well, being an athlete um, and, and, a, and a huge competitor. Um, I know sometimes that intensity can also um, get the best of me. And one of the ways you and I have, have talked about with that is just with your, your training and your body. Um, from, for most people, Brent can truly, from an energetic and a gym standpoint, an exercise standpoint, run circles around most people. He's taken younger guys, kids playing college football through his workouts, and, and they get everything they can possibly get. And, and Brent could go two more laps around the track, if you will, metaphorically speaking, in his gym workouts because of the intensity and the drive. But one of the things that's also done is got you a little bit of trouble with your health. And, Absolutely. And you came from, you showed me this picture of you welding in, in, the, in the physical shape you were in and talking about almost dying at, feeling that you were going to die in two years at 50 when you were 48. Health-wise, you were a mess and, and you came a long way. And when I met you, you were, you were already on track to really get your health back in, in, a, in a certain way. But you did a lot of abuse of your body throughout those times too. Um, training and, and really working to get your body to a certain shape, a certain physical set. Talk a little bit about that intensity and how it can sometimes bite us. Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about it earlier. And, and, and you know, Al got me actually to get quiet after a workout. This, this, let's this go five years back. You know, he, he's like, you know, your body's a gift, right? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it looks better than it ever has. Uh, I work harder. I work smarter. Um, but that that whole grind of, you know, type A personality. I can do this harder. I can do it better. And I and I said it earlier. You know, no pain, no gain. Like we're always we're always shedding those those thoughts, trying to. And I, I think until you have the breakdown, uh, you just think you'll go on forever. You know, you're always pressing against Father Time. And I think if you don't do that, like, like father time will win, but there is a, there is a happy place there where, you know, it's, it's, it's an evolution of, you know, you, know, you are getting older, but you, you do have to train wiser. You do have to listen to your body. And I haven't been a, I haven't done that well because I always wanted to push through. And I think as I sit here today, I've been through a knee, uh, total knee replacement, um, uh, elbows, uh, I, everything is broken down on me. And, and I, and I, as I feel my body today, month after surgery, I am so blessed that over time I've taken the time to heal. I've taken the time to listen, uh, or I wouldn't even be walking today. Like I'm able to work out and I'm working out gently with one arm. I'm still able to walk. I'm still able to go upstairs. Uh, had I not gotten into the mindset of protect this house, love on your body, mind, body, and soul. And when it's out of alignment, like it's all out of alignment. And I know we spoke of that, but especially your body, getting in tune, learning, learning from here and here, how to heal and believing in that. I mean, I, I, if, if America would do that, 90% of our problems would go away. What we put in our body is who we are. What we eat today, we are tomorrow. Uh, you could go on with a lot of those phrases, but for my body, it's absolutely true. And if I don't listen, if I don't grow and evolve, like I'm going to be like everybody else. And I do not want to be like everybody else. <laughs> I want to be way higher than that on every level so that I'll have the energy to help others and to show others through my experience and my wisdom, but through my pain, let's not do that to our bodies because at 60, that's where it hits you and you go, okay, how, you know, it's going to tell you there's a measuring stick. It seems like it every decade. And my measuring stick today says, to me, that what I've learned today and how I'm healing and how I'm listening, I have a chance to get to 70. I have a chance to get to 80, rocking and rolling. And that's where I want to be. But that does not mean 100% every day. It means some days it's 100, some days it's 80, some days you take the day off. But if you'll listen and truly listen, and it's not no pain, no gain. It's when there's pain, you better listen. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's what all you're talking about, Alan. It, it is so thank you for, you know, 
it's a constant battle with me, but I, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it in the last year or so at a high level. And, and it's so important. Yeah. And, and with that also just the belief in your body's ability to heal and, and really the shoulder today is, is how you're handling it, really believing in it. It's, it's been such a, a beautiful process, but I, I remember when you injured your lower back and there was a time you're like, Al, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm never going to be the same again. And we had to work through those moments of trusting in the body's capabilities, its ability to heal, its ability to come back. And we did a lot of work, both energetically, uh, mentally, emotionally, and also through some physicality and stuff too. And you were doing some exercises and stuff, of course, to, to support that. But that was a pretty big deal for you because in your mind, you were like, I'm done. And you're really saying, I don't believe in you anymore, body. And you know now more than ever what that means, but that's kind of the message you were learning at the time. And, and, and since then, you've had other things show up. And, and I have things, I have hitches and glitches right. and places. And the humanist wants to go, oh no. Like, I, I'm, I'm this age. And, you know, this is, must be how it's supposed to be. Or I, I may never come back from this. These are the normal human thoughts. And that humanness will never go away in any of us. What we have to counter with is this bigger mind. And that for you is in truly believing in your body's ability to heal. And not only that, what you're saying, 70 and 80, I imagine you like some of those people at 70 and 80, like Jack Lulane, I think, pulling a freaking boat or a semi or whatever. That's exactly how I see you. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hope it's, I hope it's um, on a really good day that I attempt that. And I hope I listen the next day and go, okay, that hurts. Maybe I don't do it two days in a row, but I, but I think um, um, what I learned, what I've learned, and, and, and I've only known Christina about five and a half years, and uh, she went through cancer, as I mentioned earlier, but her mindset, you know, when something new comes in, she, like, she got through a cancer that she wasn't supposed to, like the odds were, uh, you can count them right here. Um, what I've learned from that is that everything is, is right here. And so it's not just with our athletics, it's not just with life, it's with our bodies. And when we learn to connect with our bodies, but that mindfulness that of connection that I'm going to get better. And again, I think we, the doctors don't want you to have that mindset because the healing is within our God gave us the most amazing bodies to go through this life with look, think of the organs and the, and the pieces and the parts and they all work together and it knows how to heal itself. If you will have the faith and put the effort into it and the mindfulness to focus on where it's at, uh, I've learned that through you, through her, and it, you know, whether you're, whether you're a golf professional, you, you, you know, I, I look at it in three ways. I look at it in, in mostly golf and I've played golf a, a lot, a lot of years. And today, the highest level golfers, um, I'm talking PGA tour golfers, the, the best of the best. I'm talking the top 10. They all have a trainer. They all have a golf coach, but they all have a mental coach. And I think, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a trainer, and they all can be mentors. We need all these things in our lives. And, and, and for Christina to be put through in my life, for me to see the, the power of the mind and how it takes in today what happens and shoves it right back out. What I've learned through you and her, and those are the two biggest sources, it's everything. And you, and you better listen. Because if you don't, you are going to be a broke down son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for sure and, yeah. and um yeah i'm so glad you're not doing those cable pulls anymore yeah man <laughs> i give you so many hard shots sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh boy and it, it is a nice stepping stone because like the movements that we do in training are they productive are they natural are they uh empowering movements? Are they things that are really going to feed your life? Or are they movements that isolate in and focus on an area, which can be great from a simple standpoint of working certain muscles? But is it our total wholeness? Is it the, this bigger experience? And those movements aren't just in training. As you now look at 
the movements of your life? Is this, is this business that I'm looking at? Is this home I'm looking at? Is this direction I want to go? Is this supporting the total movement of my life? And, and it's, it's great analogy from training and not isolating and not just thinking in, in a small, I just want to work this one thing more in a total mindset, but also you've seen that in your decisions as you've really opened up to this next level is decisions based on a total movement and a total getting you really where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's flow. And, and when we talk about flow and, and, and that's often, you know, are you fighting, are you fighting what's going on in your life or is it, or is it working? Are you searching and grinding or is it just diligence and it comes? And, it, and I think you get to a place where you've experienced both. And I, and I have, and mostly the grind and, Hey, I'm going for point A to point B, just get out of my way. Doesn't work for your body. Doesn't work for your mind. And it certainly doesn't work for the success of a business or a relationship. It is, it's gotta be in flow. And when you recognize the difference, which I do now, uh, you just go to whole new levels. And, and, and I, I think that's one of the great gifts that you've given me is to help me recognize, like I've got six or seven business deals going on usually at once. Uh, sometimes I have none. Don't, I'm not working like a hundred percent every day. Don't, don't anybody that sees this would know that. But when I, it just, it comes when it comes and sometimes it's overwhelming, but the things that are uh, counterintuitive to, uh, where you're at in your life and the flow and when you can recognize that things are working and some aren't, then, then go deep on what's working and let the rest go because you have a whole lot more energy and success when you tackle the things that are going well and you can just do them better than those that you go, oh, it's over here. I want to do it. But how am I going to have to fix it? How much energy is it going to take? And is it truly in flow? And there's always people around it. And are they in flow? Who are, who are you dealing with? Mm -hmm. And is it ever really going to work? Or if it works, what level will it work because of it's not in flow? And most of the time, you know, and, and I can name lots of stories and talk about lots of situations where without God, without God being in my life, even though I wasn't totally connected where I needed to be, he has shut doors, even though I was going to pull through. And in retrospect and in reflection, I would have been bankrupt. I don't know how many times. So today, I, I, I like to think I'm more mindful and, I, and with a lot of help and tools and resources. When it's not going well, it's probably never going to go well. And you're probably better served to go a different direction and, and really get in flow with what, what can go higher. Yeah, and that's a thing. Like when they're big ones where it can bankrupt you, you God will step in and, and, and stop things for you. But when they're less like game change, game ending kind yeah. of moves. We can, we have a tendency or the ability for sure, especially someone as powerful as you to, to do them anyway, even if they're not in flow. And, and like you said, if they're not going well and you force through it, that they're never going to go well. And you felt those grinds and, and that grinding experience of you have a idea, you have a concept, you have a direction and you just want to go. And without listening to the feedback of flow, just like when you're, when you're working out and you're listening to the feedback, if it hurts, listen to your body. If you're in life and making business decisions or in a relationship or doing whatever it is that you're doing, if, it, if there's resistance, let's listen to that. And that brings me to what a beautiful difference in your business today versus when I first met you, it's, it's taking a conscious lead. And a conscious lead is, is different than taking the lead and just making things happen regardless. And getting people where you wanna go by sheer power and sheer just force. It's a different kind of leading by people wanting to run with you and run, wanting to run for you because of a different way. And then also believing in the leader that you are in this conscious way and even leading people above you. And that's something that you've started to really like over the last few years, it's made a major difference in, in your life, in your businesses. Can you talk a little bit about the business leader you are now and how all of the things we've already talked about lead into the, the way you lead and the way you handle business today? 
Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes from experience, Al. And, and you know, I, I don't know that I'm, I'm great at reflecting. I, I know that I've led in a couple different ways in my life and in both ways have been uh, financially successful the way I lead now through experience, through wisdom, through mindfulness, through actually taking the time to think about what I'm doing um, is a lot different than, than the past. And the past created a lot of pain, um, you know, but at the end of the day, um, I, I kind of always go back to the young bull and the old bull thing. And we've all heard, and it's a funny story, how the young bull, you know, sprints down the hill to meet his next mate. And the old bull goes, you know, he wanders down the hill and goes, you know, he has a look around. And I think, I think that's mindful. And I think that comes with experience and wisdom, but, but know that connecting with people, taking the time not to just say, how's your day, but ask them, you know, truly, how is your day? It's about relationships. It's about how you build relationships because everybody's got a service to, to sell you, right? There's a hundred people that'll do everything that you want to do. It's about the connection. And it's about how are you going to do it? How are you going to go about it? And, and what do they feel when they meet you? And that has to resonate through every person in your company because they all interact with the customer at some level. And that's who you are. And it goes right up. It goes from the hundredth guy in your company to the top. And people see you through every person that you have. How do you want to be seen in your business? So you have to learn how to connect every person in your business. And when you do that on a, on, a, on a different level, on a level that comes with a lot of self-sacrifice and a lot of learning and a lot of ego checks, because it did work the other way for me, but man, did it go to a whole new level when I learned a different way. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful thing. And even now when you find yourself um, working with experts or if you're selling your company, realizing that you still have to take the conscious leap because not from an ego place anymore. You just know where this is meant to go. And you may not know everything in the room, yeah. but you know the intention and what the bigger outcome is meant to be. And sometimes people through the minutiae of the details can lose sight of all that stuff. And so I've seen you so many times, especially in recent years, stay focused on the bigger uh, opportunity, the bigger intention, the bigger purpose. And while people are still kind of trying to find their place, that conscious leading continues to pull people um, or take people in that direction um, through communication, through, through wisdom, through great conversations. But it's a big difference for you because if you don't hold that position and then you kind of let go of it all, people can take you for a ride. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of I envision in this moment, we, we haven't ever talked about this. I mean, we talk about how to do it all the time, but, but, you know, let's just say 10 people being on a cruise ship and you're all wanting to guide the cruise ship. You all know where you want to go and you all want to end up in the same place and that's success. But the guy that can just turn the wheel a little bit and nobody really knows that you shifted direction, but you set the direction. Like you have to set the direction. You have to put that out there, what you're looking for without going, hey, we're going over here or, hey, this is what we want to do because I've done that and it hasn't worked really well for me. When I tell my customer, this is what we're going to do, get on my back and let's go versus going, hey, what do you think about going a little left? You kind of maybe mentioned that the last time we talked, you know, when you're dealing with people that are at least here or above you, you better know how to get on their ship and you better know they need to know that you know how to steer the ship but at the same time that they are the ones that are going to benefit from the way that you steer the ship they're after something from you they're after a product but mindfully together you've got to create team and if it and and at the same time and it's a, it's a skillful art the one that i'm still working on but you gotta you gotta set the oar in the in the water and you and you, and you gotta decide what is in the best interest of all but get you to where you want to go as well to help them on an even higher level. Uh, and that's what big business is after today. How can you grow with me? I need you to be there. You can't choke me off. You have to get there with me. And you, there has to, you have to create a team environment. And that's, that's what you have to do in every team because it can't be I. I goes away in this process. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, again, you've navigated 
really, really well. And you've done it in some really big business deals where you weren't the biggest, you know, man in the room, so to speak, from the money or even being the one that's, you, you know, controlling the deal. But yet you did through this exact way you're describing it. Let people know, getting on people's shifts, but at the same time, letting them know that you can steer, they can trust you. And at the same time, figuring out the perfect formula for team. And, and it's really created some great outcomes. And if people can hear that today and you can be a business owner or you could be somebody who's middle management. And if you can understand this, because the person above you, they have their own ship and they have their own thing. And to understand that just because you get on somebody's ship, you don't lose yourself in the process. And that's one thing that's been actually a great asset is the strength that you have is you never lose yourself in the process. And, and that's a really beautiful thing. And now that you can use that and get on people's ships at the same time, it's really been beneficial for you. Yeah, no question. Um, and, and the cool part is, you know, I've, I've got a lot to do. Uh, my son's in our business. Uh, I have partners in the businesses. Uh, I have, I want to take care of my family when I'm gone for a long, long time. But the biggest legacy that I want to leave is that I did it in a way that they can be, uh, they can look at me and go, you know, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of books written, but, but my dad, my grandpa, like, like he cared about us and, and he tried to do it in the right way. He made mistakes along the way, but the way he connected with people, the way that he cared, the way that he gave. Uh, I want to give on a whole nother level. And God blessed me, has blessed me my whole life with ways to help others. And, and, and I want to do that on a higher level. And, and you can only do that in this world through money. And whether it's church, whether it's business, whether it's growth in any organization, at the end of the day, it takes dollars to move the needle. And when you learn that you can do it in a different way, that makes everybody happy along the way. And that's the secret. When you all come together, you're all on the same journey together and you're all after the same goals and you move together in hand in hand up the hill. Um, when you figure that out and, 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 and really they can see that everybody's in this together, um, you know, the integrity comes out and the, and the experience and the wisdom that only you, you gather when you're mindful and you're reading and you're learning. And, you know, I, I just want to be known as, as the leader that took the time to get to know himself and others and diligently went up the, the hill together. And uh, because you can't do anything by yourself. And when you try, it doesn't work out real well. But those that gather and you gather momentum together, that ball that then once you get up the mountain and start rolling, man, you pick up some serious, serious momentum and, you have others along the way that you've brought in in the right way that you've connected with and took the time to, to learn about their families and learn about who they are and maybe give them some tools along the way that help them to realize that it's not just about, you know, business. It's about your personal life. And we know that if you grow personally, that you'll grow our business. And, you know, you can't hire good people, but man, I mean, that's all you can hire and you can't, you can help to make people better through you, the tools that you learn and the wisdom and the sharing. Uh, but you know, it's all, it's all in vain of being, a, having a better life together. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And that comment, I mean, there's so much there, but the one comment specifically about doing it and having your children and your grandchildren look, and it was the way you did it now versus, and, and there's been other people and you know, you've had to work very hard in a lot of ways, your whole life. And the one area I would say that, I, I'm so deeply moved by more than any other area is as you started loving yourself, as you started realizing all these teachings and lessons, seeing the relationship with you and your kids, specifically your kids, your grandkids is another layer. That's a whole different thing in an amazing way, but knowing where you were, cause you're a strong man. And, and in some ways you were a hard man. And, and, and when you don't love yourself, this is anybody, this isn't me personal to you, but we don't necessarily show the emotion we're capable of. I mean, you talked about, you know, not being able to, to, to be able to look at somebody and smile, whether it was because you were in pain or it was just not something you did. And then 
is this person doing something for me? If not, then why, you know, I don't have time for them because you always want, you were always looking for people in your life. If they helped you with moving whatever thing you wanted to move or doing, then they were a part of your life. If not, you had nothing to do with them. Some of that carries over in the family too, not on purpose, but if it's a part of our brain structure, then it naturally happens. I've seen the relationships with your children deepen at such a level. And to me, that's one of the greatest, most magical gifts out of this whole process is letting that love in and sharing that love with them on a different level where there's not any of that walls or barriers or resistance in between. And then of course that carries naturally into the grandkids in such an amazing way, but to watch how you changed with your children and the depth of connection you've had with them. It's one of the greatest things. So beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it means so much. And uh, we don't know how much time we have on the planet, but that's, it's all about that, the family. Um, uh, how do they see you? How, how is that interaction? Is there time lost? All the time. But what they saw from me in the past was just a grind, right? Unhappy, it was a grind. It was, it was pressure we put on ourselves. And it, sometimes it's hard to shift gears. And sometimes you get in that rut and you can't put a smile on. You can't show compassion. Um, so until you make that shift, that mindful shift of, you know, we're, we're supposed to be tough. Us men are supposed to be, you know, hey, we're, 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 we're going to take care of everything. When they see that you can do that and still do it with compassion and, and time and quality of time and, and a love that, you know, they always knew was there, but you probably never showed it because it was a man thing. You know, you just kind of kept that inside. But, but I realized that I was missing out on so much uh, with my children with, and, and I'm not with my grandchildren. And uh, it, 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 you know, for me to be in that place where I'm accepting of my kids going, hey, hey, dad, come watch the kids. And instead of, you know, I don't have to be crying in somewhere. And it's not because of I've made all these smart moves or anything. Um, you know, I could go make more. I could go, you know, I could go feed my ego every day. I could go do different deals that would take me out of the country. Uh, but I, what I care more about is, is that connection with my grandkids, that time that their parents see that I want to give those kids and I want to help to mature their children and, and show them values that they're in the grind now. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, they have a spouse and they have a life to, to get on track. And I want them to see that early in their lives that they can make a shift. They don't have to grind every day. They don't have to be what the other generation was. And that's hard when there's success in that other generation because you just keep measuring yourself and putting this pressure uh, on, on yourself. And, and as a man, it's even different. So I'm proud uh, to say that uh, today I'm going to go pick up my grandkids. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but they can't wait to see me. They now ask me, and, and they're five and seven, and, and it gets me emotional. When I'm there, they ask me if I could spend the night. Mm. Like I'm one of their buddies. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just, when, when I hear that, it just, I want to hear it more and, uh, it just, that's where I want to be. And I think for parents today, you know, don't wait until you have grandkids to love on them, show them time, figure out that time in the day, wherever that is at night, day, every day, any moment that you can spare, it is our lifeblood, our children. And so I'm, I'm really proud that I'm in that place today. And my kids get to see that. And I hope I'm lowering the grinding expectation on that. <laughs> that's, that's what I came from. And, uh, but I had an amazing family, amazing dad and mom. Uh, but we, he worked, my dad worked harder than anybody I've ever seen. Other than probably my, my son works really, really hard. And, and I don't want to put that off on him. I mean, there has to be change. And we have to learn from the older generation, the past generation, and from the current generation and look down and look up. And, and just share that there can be differences. And no matter what you saw, no matter what you thought you saw, let's evolve together. And my foundation helps me with that. My kids haven't, you know, taken the ball there. Uh, but one day by what they saw, I know they will. Or they'll do their own thing. But when they figure out that living is giving and that when it doesn't all evolve around self, that peace comes, uh, sharing in a different way is, this is what it's all about. Yeah, and, and it's really great because us sitting here after all this time, which I know you really wanted to do this now, um, 
you look around from where you and I started together to where you are now, your wife who is so powerful and so beautiful and you can actually let her see you. You know she sees you, you see her, you see yourself, she sees herself. That's a, that's a, a beautiful experience. Her kids who are, are, are amazing kids and the, relation, the depth of relationship you have with them, which is a big, big deal. Um, that takes such a connected, open person. And for you to feel that love and for them to feel that love, that's another level. Your children, your grandchildren, and um, I've been around when they've just been climbing on you like you're a jungle gym. And they're just like, pa, pa. And it's just, it, it's the most amazing thing to see. And, and it takes from, from the hard guy. And, and that's a fair statement, right? Being a hard yeah. guy back then. to 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 the softness that you have now but still powerful and still effective and still a great businessman and still someone who gets things done but not but not in the same way with more connection more awareness to me that the culmination of where you're at and we talked about the other day fueling yourself every day with gratitude love and spirit that is what you get to look forward to every day now. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think the two things that, you know, being grateful uh, for what we've been given, uh, for our bodies, for, for our life, for the moon, for the stars. If you can't find anything, I feel sorry for you, but it starts with gratefulness. Um, from gratefulness, it goes to giving. Um, I think when you, when you figure out the interaction between giving and receiving, and then it goes both ways. I, uh, if, if we could, I could, could take a leap, uh, wrap this up. Um, I had an interaction uh, at Children's Hospital a few years back and uh, uh, I've, been there, I've been there many times with uh, others in our foundation and my wife and her kids and my kids and uh, try to go around the holidays and give something out to, to kids that are struggling and parents that are struggling to be there. I mean, they have more pain than the kids that are in pain. Uh, because they can't control the situation. And uh, this particular day, I saw a little girl in a wheelchair coming towards me. And uh, I, went, I, I knew I had a gift that just for her. She had a patch on her eye and she had a blanket on one leg so I could see she only had one leg. And I started to walk towards her and uh, I stopped because I knew that by the time I got to her, I was, I was going to be crying. And so I stopped, I turned, I shifted. I went, you know, please gather yourself here, Brent, give this girl a gift that she hasn't got today. So I gathered myself and I think she saw me through all that because when I got to her, we had the most beautiful interaction, but I didn't bless her. She blessed me Hmm. with her spirit that God gave her, that God gives to those in need that you can't get from anywhere else. And then I went to tears because of the blessing. I, I doubt that the little girl is still alive but she blessed me when I thought I had the strength to bless her. And when we figure out that that's where it's at, then that's living right there. Mm, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, I I really appreciate it. It's been such an amazing time. We could do this for five more times. We still haven't talked about the best road trip of your life. I mean, (laughs) you, you continue to say it was the worst three days of your life. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm, you say I'm in the top two, I have top, the top two worst experiences of your life are with me. Absolutely, hands down now. <laughs> I, I, I think they're some of the best. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where that's coming from. Uh, <laughs> if anybody can figure it out, it's you. I'm just glad you let me to continue to play with that. But thank you so much for everything. And uh, I'm excited uh, to see where all this goes for both of us. And I'm so looking forward to more um, time and magical experiences with you. I'm proud of you, Al. Thank you. See you soon, man. Look forward.